Mets fans, I want to take a quick break from talking baseball and let you know about the next top prospect in building a smart home. Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is that big time new star prospect. The Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is a smart lock, a 2K resolution camera, and a doorbell. It's three devices in one, triple the security. You know triples are rare in baseball, but not with Eufy. You can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but also for convenience. Just the other night, I had tons of packages in the rain. Rather than fumble for my keys, I easily entered my home. This is big since I have four dogs who are impatiently waiting for me at the door. No more concerns about losing keys, and you could assign passwords to your family members. Worried about when your loved ones are getting home? Eufy allows you to see them coming back home via the integrated camera. Hey Mets fans, this is a home run. I had a competitive product before Eufy, and it's the difference between a one-dimensional hitter and a five-tool player. Eufy is that five-tool superstar. Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com to learn more. Already sold? Go to Amazon and get your Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 today. Want to go to the store? Best Buy will have it starting around May 20th. Get complete control over your front door at ease with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's another edition of the Talking Mets podcast here on this Sunday, August 26, 2018. Of course, I'm your host, Mike Silva. You can check me out all the time at MetsMorizedOnline.com. Send me a tweet at Mike Silva Media, and you can get the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, pretty much whatever podcasting service you desire. You could also go to The Grueling Truth, part of the iHeart Media Network. I hope uh, everybody's doing well here on this Sunday. Not going to get into a big uh, monologue and intro right now. We're going to take a quick break. Joining us in just a couple of minutes, or actually he joined me earlier today, New York Sports Day columnist Rich Mancuso. Rich, breaking some news earlier this weekend about potentially who the Mets are looking to hone in on as the next general manager. Rich feels very strongly about it, so why not? We brought him on uh, during the Cespedes chase when he was being re-signed the second time and he had some great information and then earlier this summer rich uh, was very critical of sandy alderson so uh, he came on and then sandy shortly thereafter stepped down and and as he had said omar Manaya became a bigger part of the organization so let's take a quick break when we return rich mancuso new york sports day we'll hear from him about what the mets are looking to do with their new general manager who can it be we'll be back right after this Hey Mets fans, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. 
If you're looking for the best unbiased and independent coverage of the New York Mets, then look no further than MetsmerizedOnline.com. Metsmerized Online is the go-to place for comprehensive Mets coverage, including exclusive interviews, daily original articles, great weekly features, in-depth analysis, minor league reports, game-by-game breakdowns, and so much more. Find out why thousands of fans turn to Metsmerized Online every day to get the latest news and opinions about the Mets. Coming from an impressive staff of the most passionate fans and skilled writers ever assembled all in one place. Check it out for yourselves, Mets fans. Go to MetsmerizedOnline.com right now. That's Mets, M-E-R-I-Z-E-D, online.com, and get Metsmerized today. We're back, and joining us, friend of the show from New York Sports Day, uh, Rich Mancuso. Rich has been on a couple of times, and hey, one time he teased us on the eminent signing of Ewan Cespedes. The last time he was on was right before Sandy Alderson stepped down, and Rich was very critical of Sandy. And uh, and now he comes on with some news over at New York Sports Day, breaking news about the Mets GM search. Rich, welcome to the program. I'm assuming... You're on the way out to the ballpark. How are you? How are you on this Sunday? You know, Mike, I don't know if I'm going to the park today. I need a break once in a while, pal. But uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's always you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, before, Mike, before you go on, I want to clarify something before you go into the whole thing. And, sure. and even before you go on about this. Uh, You know, I don't break news because I'm looking to make a name or anything. It's my job, and I've been doing it for years. But, you know, you get this feedback, and you get all this, oh, you know, because I'm particularly upset with Howie Rose because I heard he, he, even Wayne Randazzo in the booth the other night got hold of this, and you could fill everyone in first, and I could go into it. Maybe that's the best way to do it. Because it downplayed everything that I, I wrote on New York Sports Day. Right. So Friday night, you came out with a piece over at New York Sports Day with uh, you and Joe McDonald co-writing it. Uh, and look, right. the Mets have been looking for a uh, general manager now for a few months. They've got the three GMs, uh, Ricciardi, Rico, Manaya, And uh, Andy Martino over at SMY has been throwing some names out. Gary LaRocque has come out in the past. And I guess um, that was downplayed by some members of the media. And on Friday, it came out that it seems like this would be the Mets' choice uh, based on your information. And uh, it's a good choice, despite what the fans, uh, the early returns from the fans have been. And I guess uh, the reason why, and I'll I'll, I'll leave you to answer this, I think the reason why it's it's being met with skepticism is I have a feeling the media is expecting this very structured – interview process where the Mets announce who they're interested in. They come in sort of like what they did with the managers last year. They interview them and then they make a decision. It does not sound like the Mets are going to wait till October to do that. They're doing their behind the scenes work. And, and I think that's why you're being met with some skepticism. Yeah. And you know what the fans want, you know, they're not going to get, you know, John Hart, so forth, names like that coming up. But, Here's where this makes sense with Will Rock. Will Rock, and, and you know, and I get that my source is very close to the situation. Okay, because all I can tell you is that, Mike, and, and there's been a lot of dialogue, 
and Jeff Wilpon wants this guy. They're friends. They've been friends for years with the he's been friends with the Wilpons for years. He's been in the Mets organization before. Uh, so he knows their system. And they, they look at him as a credible guy that they are very close to that can work with them and what they are seeking in that seat as a general manager. So that's why it all came to fruition. And uh, from what I'm told, 99%, and, and let this be known also that it he hasn't been signed yet, but it's 99% sure that Gary LaRoque will be the new Mets general manager, and they should be making that announcement but maybe in the middle of next month, maybe even sooner. Rich, one of the things that a lot of the younger fans especially, I shouldn't say younger fans, but fans, the internet-based fans, they seem to favor an analytics GM. And I think what they don't understand is this. What happened with the Cubs and what happened with the Astros, yes, it had to do with analytics, but those were different markets. The Astros were broke. They weren't even on their own local uh, uh, television station. There was no reason why they couldn't do that five-year collapse. Theo Epstein came into the Cubs, a team with Wrigley Field. Uh, they were going to draw because of Wrigley Field and because of the event that a Cubs game is. And he had that equity of the Red Sox behind him. Um, right. The Mets really don't I, – I cannot see – look, I'm not saying – you don't rebuild. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is you can't go into an Astro style, be bad for five years in this town. You're going to – the gap between the Yankees and you will widen, and there's too many things to do. You, you run the risk of becoming a very irrelevant brand. It's way too dangerous in my opinion. Yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, you mentioned the word again, like analytics. And this guy, LaRoque, works on analytics, as Sandy did. And – the Wilcons are bought into that theory now. The major thing here, again, is spending money. And that's the thing that this guy will eventually have to convince his friend, the Wilcons, to do. Can that be accomplished? Well, I don't know. We simply don't know what goes through their minds because, you know, when you look at the Mets payroll and they're still locked up with Cespedes, where they put a lot of money into, uh, you know, they have the money. They don't have the money. We don't know what's going through their head. But analytically, and that's what this is all about, this works for the Mets, and it works with uh, what the Wilcons would want. And working with the manager, Mickey Calway, was obviously under that theory as well, doing that from the dugout. Um, the thing that I want, and I hope every Mets fan would agree with this, and I think they will, is to keep Omar Minaya in place. Um, Omar does not want the job, or he could have been his, from, to my understanding. But uh, Omar needs to stay in place so he can build that system back to where it should be with this with Gary Wilrock. You know, if, if indeed this is the, the case, and I do see that happening, Wilrock will be the GM. And Omar has that stability in rebuilding a minor league system, has that know how to do it. And most of all, gearing in that international player that baseball is geared to. And that would be Omar Minaya's approach. So I hope they keep it as far as the other guys, McCarty and Rico. I understand they'll have roles in the organization as well, working under him. So those three running now will be there. 
from what I understand. And uh, Gary LaRoque is a man. He's a baseball man. He's been around for years. Out of Dodger organization as well, where he learned a lot. And uh, of course, you look at all those connections now. Dodgers, Will Ponds. You know, you know what I'm saying, Mike? So it all makes sense. Yeah. And look, LaRoque was with the Mets. He was director of scouting. He was an assistant right, general manager. Right. Uh, up until 2008, what a lot of people don't understand is the reasons why LaRoque left and, and even Omar got fired. Uh, Tony Bernersard had a lot to do with that, and he was a very a uh, negative influence. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. guys leaving the organization. And, and you're right. right. You know, I was told, and I've spoke about this on the podcast, you know, Omar's got a lot of influence on Fred Wilpon. He, you know, oh, you're right. He would be the GM again. But I think Omar's doing the right thing because – Omar, where he is now, in the role that he's in now, is more suited to his skill sets. And I know what people are going to say, oh, this isn't about race or anything like that. Omar, his skills are more about developing the the farm system and player talent evaluation than it is running an organization. And that's what a GM has to do. As much as a GM, and Rich, I don't think that they really get this, a lot of the fans. The GM, Sandy Wilson, was not a talent evaluator. He was there to provide structure. And for a while, there was structure. The structure has gone away. And what Gary LaRoque, from what I understand, has done, that whole Cardinals way that existed back, you know, to the days of Eno Slaughter, that went away. And Gary LaRoque was able to bring a lot of that back. Uh, Yeah, he's responsible for – Right. very much responsible for putting that – making that Cardinal organization a playoff-bound team or in the playoffs almost every year. So, without uh, spending big money. Yeah. Without spending big right. money. And it's not about right. not spending money. It's about spending money smartly. And, I mean, Bill Madden right. wrote a piece. I don't know if you're aware. Bill Madden wrote a piece with Daily News earlier yeah. this weekend. You know, he I'm seems to think LaRoque is an upset. Yeah. yeah. LaRoque is an upset. Yeah. Could you see, in your opinion, even what you've been told, could you see something change? There are other names that could upset this apple card and maybe sneak into the equation. You know how uh, the Mets are. The Mets do a lot of this. Let me trial this through the media. I don't know if this potential pick would get a lot of endorsement from Joe Fan. I'm curious what the media in general will say. An old school guy like Madden, sure. I don't know if the newer guys are going to be all uh, that excited about it. So could you see another name popping in? John Hart's name is is always coming up, which – would be a good choice, uh, especially what he did with the Braves before he was ousted out of there. And he, he fits that mold, you know, of rebuilding and also uh, has a baseball mind. He's also analytic, as, as, as they all are, because that's where the game is at right now. So the name I could see maybe is John Hart, but he's not going to be the guy. From what I'm told from uh, numerous people in the Braves organization and outside, John Hart wasn't even approached. Excuse me. So you could forget about that. Um, that's the only other name that I heard was Chernoff out in Cleveland. But um, I think he's with the Indians, right? I'm not, yep. I'm not sure. Mike Chernoff yep, with yeah. the Indians. Mike Chernoff. But yep. that, that is just rumor because there was this dissension with Mark Chernoff, WFAN, and the uh, disengagement with the Mets in the WFAN deal a few years ago. And there's still a little animosity with that. And, and Chernoff does know the game, and he's analytical as well, which would go uh, good with the Mets and their hierarchy. But um, he's out the question. So this name comes up, Gary LaRoque, 
out of nowhere and people relatively don't remember his background with the Mets and that he helped build the system years ago. Uh, and again, that's that the Will Ponds are very, very friendly with him. They've been very good friends for years. And he has the analytic mind. And he has the rebuilding structure. He knows what to do. And also, uh, that the, the other connection here is that he's very deep with Omar Minaya. He's very deep as far as working with them closely. That's why I can see Omar Minaya definitely staying where he is and working on that other end and helping redevelop that minor league system, which went from one of the tops in baseballs to the worst. So it all makes sense. Rich, whoever comes in is not inheriting a barren situation. You know, the farm system, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, is not as bad as everybody thinks. There's some, some talent down there. You've seen over the last month some of the talent come up. Jeff McNeil, you just wrote about Corey Oswald, yeah. Drew Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Zamora. There's some interesting arms, some interesting pieces. Yeah. Maybe they're not stars, but they're the kind of pieces that a team needs. And, well, and they bring some energy. Them, yeah. Nick, you know why? Because we're in this town where the Yankees have those prospects all over the place. And whatever the Mets have doesn't rival what they have. And that's obvious. The other thing is that um, they're, they're, they're not this top 50 or what they say. And I never believe in that anyway. I don't believe in those top Look, Rich, if Jeff McNeil was on the Yankees, I never do. If, if, yeah. if Jeff McNeil was on the Yankees, the, he would be getting a lot more marketing play from the media. I know that for a fact. That's the way it works. We all know that. And, and, it, and there's nothing wrong with the guy. You know, 26 years old, taking him time to get up here. But look what he's done since he's been here in a month. This kid, he's phenomenal. You know, the guy knows, it's always said by Mickey Callaway and, and, and even the scouts that I talked to impressed with what he does. He just makes contact with the ball. He knows how to put the, the, the ball in play. He's going to get on base. And, you know, defensively, he's not that bad as well. So I could see him being – and I don't even think the Mets have to go out and find a second baseman for next year. This is the guy. Give him the shot. He's showing it right now. You know, so yeah, here's one guy. And as far as Alonzo, well, you know what? They may not feel he's major league ready yet, though, because, again, might bring into the fact and bring into the play that he's – that he's on a team in a hitting friendly league of the PCL out there in Las Vegas. And even I can hit a baseball out of the park over there with that atmosphere, the way the ball flies out of the park there. But maybe they feel he's not ready, major league ready yet. But I think, despite what you're hearing, I think you're going to see a little bit of Alonzo up here in September. That was absolutely something that's come out in the last 24 hours. And with me, Rich Mancuso, New York Sports Day. Check them out. Check out a great website, nysportsday.com. Original Twitter. I always say NY Sports Day was the original Twitter because they had yeah. the, the Mets Online uh, fan forum. You know, the other thing, Rich, and I'm curious your take that's been talked about over the last couple of days is Dom Smith. Now, look, I have nothing against yeah. Dom Smith. Uh, Dom Smith, to me, is not entitled to anything. Just because you are highly ranked and people watched you over four or five years, if you don't come in, and there's a lot we don't see, there's a lot of work, there's a lot of things that you and I are never going to see, and that's what people don't understand. I'm not about right. handing positions to players because they were baseball perspectives highly ranked. If Dom Smith earned playing time, and I know what people say, oh, look at Batista, look at Reyes. At the end of the day, the Mets want to win some games here. 
And they want to win with people who are putting the time in, doing the right things, working. And right now, I get the feeling that Dom Smith hasn't done any of that, not to mention that he didn't really hit really well in the Pacific Coast League. You just mentioned that no. at all this year. So, well, you know what, to me, Mike, yeah. it's not the organization's fault. That's Dom Smith's fault. Because if he hit the tar out of the well, ball, he'd be up here. I agree with you, and I disagree with you at a certain point. If you read my column the other day about Dom Smith being mishandled, that's the proper word, I think, to use when it comes to this young guy. I mean, put yourself in that position where you're going back and forth, well, forget about the traveling part of it, because we know what a hassle that is, and the Mets having the wrong uh, affiliate. Them going Vegas, New York, it's just not. It's not like a walk around the corner. And these guys tell me the clubhouse to go back and forth. How difficult it is to go back and forth uh, with the with the travel alone. You know, the the major part of this is mishandling of Don Smith. They told him get yourself a better player shape. He did. He's supposed to come in as their first baseman, the big prospect. He did what he could. He tried. Yet they went out and got Adrian Gonzalez. Didn't work out. I think it would from the beginning when they made that signing in the offseason. All right? Which, you know, Mets like signing older players. They, they, they love sure. doing that. And stay sure. fine. But when you, when you look at Dominic Smith, who has the talent and the ability to command an everyday position at first base and being in that lineup as a prospect. And then they're throwing him in the outfield on top of, which is not his natural position, which led to that boss play the other night, which was a, which, which was a disaster, one of the worst disasters in Mets history on the field, right, with Omar, with, with Omar Rosario. And you look at that, the guy's going from first base to the outfield. They don't know where to put him, and he's going back and forth. How do you expect this young man to develop to be the player that he can be? Now, there is a knock on him, and it's not about the laziness, because he's not. This kid works hard to be where he's at. The knock on him is he may not be as good as the Mets coveted him to be in the beginning as a first-round draft pick to be this everyday player, but he can be. And I've talked to him a few times about it, got into his mind, and he's told me, Rich, that, you know, I'm doing all I can do that a player can do to get where I got to be. What more can you ask for right there? But when you have a manager who's being told where to play him, where to put him, and you have a guy going back and forth, like I said, Mike, from Vegas to New York, New York to Vegas, He's being mishandled. And and do you see that happening? And again, I'm going to throw the Yankees into the equation. And not only the Yankees, a lot of other teams with young, young, inspiring, good talent. Do you see them handling a player like that? A first-round prospect? Unless they feel he's totally not as good as they thought when they picked him up in the draft. They do, they do a much him. better job. Yeah, the Yankees do a much better job of marketing their 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 prospects. Yeah. We, we we know that. And also, I guess the thing the thing then well. comes in. I'm, yep, yep. I guess the thing here you brought up a great point about Dom Smith. Maybe he's not as good as uh, first round pick status. There's always was skepticism about him from the minute he was drafted, and that's something that organizations really have to take a look at because in the era of information where players, I mean Wilmer Flores, I feel like Wilmer Flores. I've been following him for a billion years because we have he yeah. came up he came into the organization at 16 when met. they called him a mini Miguel Cabrera 
And and to tell you the mm-hmm. truth, if you really look at it, Miguel uh, Wilma Flores, if you compare the height back in two thousand and eight or seven to what he has become, he's disappointment. But he's a decent player, and maybe that's he the developed. problem. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the they problem. They haven't given – it is. They have not given Dominic Smith enough time to develop his ability to where it could be, and that's what it is. And it, so it's not his fault. It, it's not his fault. Let the kid play every day at first base. That's what they have to do, and they don't do it. And, the, and you're never going to see his ability if he doesn't get that chance every day. He's going to make mistakes. Look. Your most best veterans in this game make mistakes every day on the field at the plate. But this kid hasn't had the chance to show what he's capable of doing because they have not been consistent with him. And consistency in baseball, as we know, compared to all the other sports, is so damn important. So so you're basically, you're feeling, and I have this feeling, let me get your take. I don't know if Dom Smith is on the 2019 40-man roster. I think he gets traded this offseason. That's my feeling. I, I just think he has to go somewhere else to be to be who he may ever become, which may not be a star, but but if he's going to be an everyday or platoon player. I don't know if it's going to ha- Do you think it could still happen here? Well, I, I, you bring up a good point because I think they're planning Jay Bruce at first base that from, from all indications. And they have to play Jay Bruce. He has the contract. And I think Jay's got to understand. Yeah, Jay's got to understand. You know, I don't so, think he can play the outfield every day anymore with plantar fasciitis. Right. I mean, I know, exactly. I know he doesn't want to play. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. So you, you, so Mike, your point's very valid. I could see him uh, uh, being traded, um, but he doesn't serve a role. Dom Smith on the bench. That's not going to help matters, and it'll make him worse. He'll never develop. So some team will end up maybe picking him up and Dom Smith becomes an all-star in the league. How do you like that? Hasn't it happened before uh, with the Mets over the years? <laughs> that's true. That's what happened. That's true. And, but, but, you know, the other flip side I would say, one last thing on Smith is, uh, and I know he made the play in the outfield. If I'm trying to make it in the big leagues and I want to make it in the big leagues, I mean, Daniel Murphy came up. I know that the outfield wasn't his thing. But down the stretch in 2008, they threw him in left field and – you know, he hit, he hit, he contributed. He wanted to be in the big leagues. And, right. again, he wasn't a number one pick, so nobody really cared. No. Sometimes, and mm-hmm. it just drives me crazy, we worry about or we label or we, we bestow all these things on players because of all this draft pick nonsense and because we follow these guys when they're 18. There's no guarantees. Right. And the fans, they drive me crazy. They're trying to put a formula on prospects. There is no formula. Look up a guy named Ben Greaves and mm. tell me if there's a formula for prospect. You remember Ben Greaves, uh, Rich? Of course Oakland, I do. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. he would have been a Met if yeah. the Mets didn't pick up Paul Wilson. There's another name, Paul Wilson. Right. So tell me, right. tell me about players who are can't miss or, you know, all that other stuff. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's part of it. Hey, another thing you brought up, and I'm very intrigued by this, this young guy, uh, and I think it's, it's so important. Because I think the Mets could contend for a, a, at least a wild card spot next year. I think they, they with the right moves, like you said, with spending money. But they, they can with that pitching staff. The way Wheeler's right. developed, they can. Right. Yeah. That's if those guys there. Corey Oswalt. Now, you have Vargas. You're probably going to have Vargas mm. again next year. Unless somebody's going to, you know, down the stretch, pitch as well. Maybe you could dump that $8 million on somebody who really needs some pitching. 
Um, Oswalt, you seem to be bullish on Oswalt and, and like him and think he could potentially fill that. I like him a lot. You know, back after the rotation role. I like him a lot, as I wrote, because, you know, he could fit the role as a spot starter as well. He could come out of the bullpen if they want. They got to revamp the entire bullpen. But do you see how uh, Mickey Cowher is going more towards Lugo and Gazelman out of the pen now to try and get a, a little uh, indication for next year if, if those two could could uh, come out of the pen and, and play a role because they don't have a real close to the match. Yeah, and I can see Oswald being part of that starting rotation. And look, Jason Vargas is tied up. They they have to use him, and he's not a bullpen guy. And his last couple of starts is the Jason Vargas we expected when they signed him. So uh, Vargas is definitely going to be a part of this next year. But I I wouldn't count on Vargas being that guy, the other guy. I like Oswald, Oswald being in that role as a starter. And when you look at it, you come after uh, DeGrom, Syndergaard, and the way Wheeler's turned it around. And I knew he would, and I'm glad they stuck with him. And Oswald, that would be a good four good book as part of a rotation. And that, of course, it's always been the thing the last few years. The Mets pitching, the Mets pitching, and it still is. It's just a matter of staying healthy. And uh, being on the right track. Where does Stevie Matz fit in this? That's the guy I would trade. That's the guy I would trade. There are teams that want him. And I really think Stevie Matz is not going to be a Met next year. Interesting. I always worry about trading lefties too early. And I know uh, I hear you on that. I worry about trading pitching depth because you need so much depth. You, you know, look, two years ago when they made the playoffs, they went 10-11 deep. Maybe that's absurd. but. Yeah. If you keep Matts, you have Oswalt as your six. Let's say he's your sixth uh, pitcher. Deb. Right. Now you got do Justin that. Dunn. Yeah. You know, you're back in Syracuse next year. You have Justin Dunn. Right. I don't know how far away Anthony Kay is. I think David Peterson is the furthest uh, away. You got those guys. Yeah. Uh, I see even Kevin McGowan is being used as a starter down in Vegas. That's yeah. interesting. Well, Maybe those, guys, those guys you have know, some more development to do before they come up here. But I want to bring this up to you. I'm glad you're talking about the pitching. Besides Oswald. Did you see Gio Gonzalez's and read that and hear the comments? Yes, I did. Gio Gonzalez likes pitching. Now, what do you you make about that? Okay, now I'm close to Gio. So he'll tell me things he's not going to tell other people. Okay? Um, You know what? Gio Gonzalez has a lot of New York ties. Got family here, loves playing here. And one of the things he loved, why he does so well at City Field against the Mets, and he even did it at Yankee Stadium when he was with the Open A's, is because he loves pitching in New York. He's got, you know, he's got family here. And he's got a lot of friends here, a lot of supporters, and he likes the environment here. And for a pitcher and a mentality, that plays a, that's a big role. Uh, I hear that players all the time. I'm playing in front of this, I'm playing here and there, and I love playing here. And it gives me more of a mental drive to do better, to do better than anyone else in Excel. Gio would love to play in New York. Wouldn't he be a good fit if the Mets spent a little money to be a part of that rotation, even though he's had this bad year? And he's not going to get the money he wanted because he's had a horrible year. And he's the first to admit that this has not been a Gio Gonzalez season, and we know that. But would he not be a good fit in that rotation, Gio Gonzalez? Sure. And then you can make some moves. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got this is a guy who won 20 games in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's not as good. He's up to the Cy Young Award. 
know? Yeah, maybe that was an outlier, but he's a guy who'll give you maybe 180 innings. Um, yeah. You know, he's, pro- he's definitely a better version than Vargas. And I think you're right. I mean, right. Rich, I think it comes down to if you go deep, you know, maybe Matt's at this point, because of his health, because of his inconsistency, has put himself in a position where you say, okay, what veteran starter can I get rather reasonable? Gonzalez to me, That's because he's over 30. That's <laughs> the guy. Now, Matt's becomes more of, with Oswald and Vargas, those swing guys. And look, Jerry Blevins is a free agent. You know you have Zamora, who's intrigued me yeah. against lefties, mm-hmm. and even against righties. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe Matt's, and I don't know from a health perspective if this will work, but maybe Matt's needs to go to the pen either as a long guy, couple innings, just like Lugo did, uh, or yeah. he starts to get lefties out. Uh, look, you then have, at that point, if you sign another veteran like Gonzalez, you have those guys, you have the big three, mm-hmm. you have Gonzalez, you have Vargas, you have Oswald, Gazelman could start, Lugo could start, Matt could and start. Now you've got, yep. now you've got nine. Now Dunn is a 10. K is an 11. Uh, Peterson maybe is a 12 or whoever you, you bring up. For the month. Now, like you know, Drew look. Smith. I think Drew Smith out of the pen is going to work out. I like him. Yep. I like, he, I like well. him better. See, I understand everybody likes these guys who throw a million miles an hour. You know, Jordan Hicks now at the Cardinals is getting all the, the pub. But you got to know how to pitch. And you saw that with Hansel Robles. And I'm not saying Bachelor doesn't know how to pitch. And I'm not saying Bobby Wall won't, won't work out because I think Bobby Wall has some interesting stuff. But the guy who knows how to locate, knows how to pitch. And look, Mickey Calloway, I'm assuming he's still going to be the manager, despite people thinking that he may well, not be. He, he, he doesn't want guys who come in. No, you, know, you gotta. You can't be walking is. guys. You gotta get and get the ball and play. You don't have to. If you strike out fourteen per nine, but you walk six mm-hmm. per nine, to me that's the six per nine. You need to strike out seventeen, eighteen, nineteen per nine. You can't. Yeah. To to make right, up for right. walks, I mean, lower your strikeout yeah. rate a little bit. Lower yeah. your walks and be a guy out of the bullpen that could blow someone away, but doesn't have to. To get an out. And now that ties into the last thing about, defense and having a good yeah. defensive club behind. The Mets they don't, do that, and it too, seems like they want to they want fix it a little bit. You got to go into another guy that you're talking about a guy can get outs and can throw strikes, and once he will, and I think he will. They're going to be very patient with Gershon Batista. I love this kid. I love the way he throws. And, yeah, he's like a little bit of a devil with Candace in him. But they're going to work with him, and they are. And if you look at what he's been doing in AAA right now, he's right. He's getting Gershon Batista is getting the control of the fastball where it's got to be, and that could be eventually closer. It's just a matter of his right. control, not being wild. That's a guy right. I could see being a part of the Mets pen in the mix next year. Maybe eventually could be their closer for the future, just like Jerry's uh, familiar was. And and they'll right. pull that out, but they sign him back. Who knows? That's true. That's true. So yeah. a lot of positives. So the, the, to summarize, you know, you're looking Gary LaRoque at, at some point before the season out. Yeah. You anticipate him being the next GM. There will be a lot of blowback about that choice. I don't well, think that's going to be met. Yeah. No. I, I don't think that's going to be met with the with 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 applause. I think I the know. fans are going to think that it's 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 a lacking move. Who do they want? Who do they want? They, what That's they the want, the media wants this to be Houston. or 
here's what the media wants. The media wants a story. They got their contender in the Bronx for the next five yeah. years. So they're, they're, that check mark is good. They want their next money ball story. And they got it with yeah. the A's, and then they got it with the Cubs, and then they got it with the Astros. Now they need the next one, and they're hoping that they do it in New York. Uh, the fans like, you know, a lot of times I wonder if the fans enjoy things like 2015 or they enjoy waking up uh, in the middle of winter and being ranked number one on baseball prospectus prospect ranking. I, I really sometimes wonder that. And to me, I, do too, I don't Mike. get it. Uh, I, 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 2015 is what this is all about. That's what you're yeah. there for. And if you and Rich, I'm sorry, whoever comes in, if they don't try in the next two years, to, to maximize this starting pitching and do something with it without harming the long-term prospects of this organization, that's criminal. And you know what? Breaking this team down, in my opinion, is lazy. That's an easy way out to our general manager to come in and give himself job yeah. security for five years. And make no mistake about it. People want job security. The hard thing is to come yes, in and say, do. I can make this yeah. team contend. And contend yeah. while you're rebuilding which, by the way, the Yankees did to a certain degree. Yeah. And if they didn't and really I, I, get I, yeah. a great a great haul for Miller or Chapman, they would have had a chance to make the playoffs yeah. a couple of years ago. No, but I, they got a great haul. Bring up some great points. You bring up some great points, Mike. But it goes down to the pitching. That's the game. And it's analytics. That's the game. And uh, it's also rebuilding the minor league system where you can get these prospects to come up and do just like the Astros did the Cubs. And whatever, and the Red Sox have been good at it. And the Mets are uh, going to be in that ball. I really do think that with this solid pitching rotation that looks like it's finally coming back to where it's got to be, and again, attributed a lot of that to like Mickey Callaway and Dave Island because they're pitching gurus and they know what they do and they work very hard day and day and night out with these guys, turn things around. That there is some hope with that and just revamping the bullpen. But Gary Lowe, has the knowledge to do this. And, is, and look, I don't know the guy. I only know his background and talking to numerous people in baseball the last few days about him. He's got a great reputation as a guy that can rebuild and works well with whoever is under him. And I'm pretty sure, again, to summarize that Omar and I will be one of those guys. And that only holds promise to this this Mets organization. So I think there's so, a lot of so, promise here. Absolutely. I mean, more than, and people think I'm being Pollyannish. Believe me, I'd be the first to say this thing needs to be blown up. Hey, what do you got? What do yeah. you got coming up at nysportsday.com, New York Sports Day? Rich Mancuso, wow. uh, you're always on the go. Oh. You're all over the place. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to take some time off. I enjoyed some of this summer, but. Uh, I'm, I'm looking, you know, it's going to be more Mets stuff and, uh, more Yankee stuff as we go down the stretch here. And of course I'm always on the boxing beat because that's my other great love boxing. And I'm, I, I just signed on to do a, a little another boxing website. It's going to keep me real busy. There's a lot of fights coming up this fall. Um, and then, you know, I'm on the soccer beat too, but baseball is my love. It's a passion and I'm always going to be at the ballpark, whether people agree with me or not. You know, the Howie Rose likes what I say or not, or what I write, because when this came out Friday night, I was like, oh, no, what's he talking about? How does he know that? Well, you know what? 
So what I said at the beginning when we came on a few minutes ago, Mike, we all have sources in this business. Everyone has different sources, okay? And everyone gets them right, everyone gets them wrong. Now, I was right with Cespedes twice, and I'm 99% sure that this is your new next general manager, Gary LaRoe, okay? If not, I'll tell you right now. Don't have me on again, okay? <laughs> uh, no, no, listen, I still, listen, you bring it the heat. And you got to remember, we still have listeners that are not, you know, millennials here. We have some some baby boomers and guys that are in my, I don't know what I am, Generation X, Generation Z. I don't remember what it is, but they like you. You bring the passion. You're professional. You have a, a good take, but you haven't lost the passion, and that's a good thing. So, Rich, enjoy the holiday yeah. week. And I'm a know. Mets fan, too. Everyone knows. I'm a Mets fan as well. So I feel what right. they feel. You right, know, and that's what the, the fans park. want. I still do, but I'm a Mets fan, and, and that's what I want. I don't I know want. how you I do want, it. I want, <laughs> I want to see this team get to where they should be in the postseason, and I think it's going to happen. It might even happen next year if they revamp and do the right thing, and Gary will work to be the guy to get it going right away. Rich, uh, Rich be well. Uh, always enjoy going to see you guys over pleasure. at NY Sports Day. Love we'll coming soon, on. With enjoy the holiday week. Gotcha. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. That's uh, Rich Mancuso, NY Sports Day. And uh, look, guys, uh, again, we don't like to break a lot of news on here because um, that's not my game. My, my game is having debate, discussion, opinion, recapping, you know, having the, the conversation that you would want to have, you know, just hanging out, talking baseball intelligently. And this guy came on two years ago, the second Cespedes thing, and said that Cespedes is coming back. He was right. He was very down back in June on Sandy Alderson and, and talked about the possibility that the Mets would bring Omar Minaya on. And I can tell you, uh, yes, Sandy stepped down right after that, but Omar would be the GM if Fred Wilpon had his druthers and if Omar wanted it. He's absolutely correct. I've talked to others about that. So check mark number two for Rich. So this is the third. And if Rich, look, guy like this doesn't say things just to say things to get attention. Things could happen. Obviously, you know, contract negotiations break down, but. If he's saying Gary LaRocque is going to be the next GM, then you know what? I have a feeling that this is a large percentage chance. He gave you 99. That's not 100. 99, that's a pretty pretty good thing. So anyway, um, let's uh, take a quick break. We did it a little differently. We usually do the monologue and then the guest. I wanted to get right into Rich. We'll be back. Uh, some final thoughts wrapping up right after this. Hey, Mets fans. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you're looking for the best unbiased and independent coverage of the New York Mets, then look no further than MetsmerizedOnline.com. Metsmerized Online is the go-to place for comprehensive Mets coverage, including exclusive interviews, daily original articles, great weekly features, in-depth analysis, minor league reports, game-by-game breakdowns, and so much more. Find out why thousands of fans turn to Metsmerized Online every day to get the latest news and opinions about the Mets. Coming from an impressive staff of the most passionate fans and skilled writers ever assembled all in one place. Check it out for yourselves, Mets fans. Go to MetsmerizedOnline.com right now. That's Mets, M-E-R-I-Z-E-D, online.com, and get Metsmerized today. A few things to unwind from the Mancuso interview. Uh, if Gary LaRocque is the choice, 
for this organization, then I think it's a good choice, and I think it's a good choice for a couple of reasons. Now, I don't know a ton about him, but it, and the one thing you will, if you do a little bit of a Google search and read, that he was able to come to the Cardinals, a team that has consistently been able to compete and contend and find component players and use their farm system and find gems to be able to round out their roster uh, in order to uh, to get themselves to the playoffs and compete and beyond. And, and that's what this team needs because anybody coming in really has a lot to work with here. And having these starters and 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 having them still in their you know prime is a gift. This is not the Cubs in 2011. This is not the Astros. The Astros were a broke team. They were a team that had been sold and they were broke. They weren't even being shown on television. All their processes from top to bottom needed to be cleaned up, and it was a chance to reboot and restart. And it wasn't really a brand. They could only go one way. That's up. The Cubs had just been sold a couple of years earlier. Theo Epstein coming in has all that equity built from the Red Sox uh, championship. This curse mirrored the Red Sox. Wrigley Field was a destination where fans could go regardless. So he had time to rebuild. He had time to put his plan in place. And by the way, spent a lot of money to expedite that with guys like John Lester and so on. So I don't want to hear about that. The Mets don't have that luxury. They cannot go into this five-year abyss, collapse the thing, rebuild it, uh, while the Yankees go into a five-year run or more, uh, in a town that's going to have tons of entertainment options, not just sports. You can't have that place be a ghost town. This can't be the late 70s because you guys want an analytics guy to be the next Astros, Moneyball, whatever you may want to call it. The next general manager has to come in, and a real challenge is to work with what they got and try to make the most out of what is a pretty good. This is like a house with some really good bones, and it needs to be enhanced, and I think things need to be cleaned up, but there's a lot here. The one thing you've heard about the Mets over the last couple of years is that they just don't prepare their players for the big leagues, and a lot of that, all of that falls on Sandy Alderson, and they've tried to clean up with some new coaches up and down the ladder in the system this year, but something like that doesn't change overnight. So if you read about Gary LaRoque, that's somebody that has been successful doing that with the Cardinals, or at least the reports are that he's been successful. We'll dive as time goes on and this search continues, and maybe this report crystallizes and gets more mainstream play. Maybe we'll we'll dive deeper into Gary LaRoque. Um, so at the end of the day, this would be a good pick. Uh, he gets along with ownership. That's huge. These guys are, these owners are going nowhere. Forget about your protests. Forget about your whining. They're going nowhere. So you got to get that out of your head. And I think that coming in and getting along with the owner and being able to manage the owner and make the owner feel comfortable in investing in things that you want. Sandy Alderson had lost that equity because of the last couple off seasons of the contracts that he had procured. And I think that a new voice is necessary. If it's somebody that they know from his prior tenure with the team, and we've already heard reports that Fred Wilpon wants to create a Mets way. You know, Fred gets into kind of trying to carbon copy when it was Moneyball. He wanted a, the Mets to become a, a, a cutting edge team. 
And there was always a report earlier this year that Fred said he's tired of hearing about the Cardinal way. He's tired of hearing about the Dodger way. He wants the Met way. Well, the Mets way is really the right way to say it. And I guess that you know makes sense that he would go after someone who was a big part of bringing back the Cardinal way when he came to the St. Louis Cardinals after he left the New York Mets. So I think if this is the move, this is the right move. This is the kind of general manager that I'd like to see. Uh, and I don't think it's going to get a lot of public support. Uh, I'm not sure the analytical driven media is going to like it. I think there's going to be some ageism about it because he's in his 60s. But I think this mirrors a lot of what they got with Sandy Alderson uh, eight years ago and, and maybe modernized it in a way where Sandy was coming out of the commissioner's office. And I think Gary LaRocque working with the first class, top notch, successful organization like the Cardinals and understanding the Wilpons and understanding this organization and understanding New York is a really big thing. Second thing to unwind from that piece, Dominic Smith. I know what Mancuso's saying. I understand what everybody's saying about the Mets' development of Dom Smith and how they've handled it. That ties into what we just said about Gary LaRocque and why Gary LaRocque might be the right guy to come in and, and start a pipeline of better player preparation for the big leagues. My issue with Dom Smith is this. He came to spring training. You were facing a, a competition with a veteran, Adrian Gonzalez, who was costing the team nothing. Uh, had a resume, but had struggled, had back issues, not like David Wright, but pointing in that direction where you knew that if you put up big numbers this spring, you were going to easily push Adrian Gonzalez out. He shows up late in spring, gets hurt. Look, injuries happen. There's bad luck with injuries. Look at Jeff McNeil earlier today. But injuries sometimes goes into preparation and goes into what you do behind the scenes. And there's a lot behind the scenes that they see with this guy that we're not. And you could say, well, that ties into their poor development. Yes, that's a piece of it. But I think it's the responsibility in anything in this world, whether it's radio, whether it's your work, whether it's ball players, you, the ball player, the individual, has to take responsibility for his own development. And if you want to be the starting first baseman for the New York Mets and you don't want to be shoved to the left field or right field, or you don't want to be a bench off the bat, or you don't want to be an afterthought, hit your way in the lineup. He had a year offensively that, similar to Peter Alonzo, where he hit himself into that lineup. They were begging for runs for so long when Gonzalez was still in the lineup. You think if Dom Smith was lighting it up and he wasn't hurt down in AAA that he would not have been called up earlier this year? Of course he would have. He put himself in this situation. and honestly. If you want to be in the big leagues and they give you a glove and say, go play the outfield, go play the outfield. I said this before. Daniel Murphy did it when he first came up, and he wasn't great. And, yeah, you put guys out of position, it can impact their offense. Look at Lucas Duda. Look at Murphy. Look at guys like that. 30 years ago, Juan Samuel, they tried to do it with Howard Johnson. It doesn't always work, but sometimes it does. The Milwaukee Brewers are pretty successful doing it with Robin Yao. It's all a matter of the player, their skill set, their ability, and their mindset to go out there and get it done. And I don't know if Dom Smith has that. And just because you were ranked high or you were a first-round pick or because the team's out of the race does not mean that you get handed a position. Because right now, Wilmer Flores deserves that position more than uh, Dominic Smith. And yeah, if Jay Bruce is going to be on this roster making $13 million over the next couple of years, 
he deserves a chance to see if he could play first base because at his best, I'm not sure Dom Smith will ever be at Jay Bruce's offensive best. Also, it's an asset that if he shows he could play first a little bit, maybe the Mets have a shot at trading him to somebody that needs a first baseman. You don't know. There's a lot of things that could go uh, the Mets' way with Bruce. Smith has to be here. And you know what? He's probably going to be in Syracuse next year or not with the team to start the year because I can't see a scenario between now and the end of the year or going into spring training unless he hits the tar of the ball where they trust him to put him at first base. Things could change, though. A lot could change, and there'll be a new regime, and I'm sure they'll make that decision. So, you know, you saw you saw uh, a, a lot over the last uh, couple of weeks. I know they had a horrible loss today. It was, the Nationals were bound to break out of their slump in a big way. There is a lot here. Uh, I think if this is the general manager piece, I think if this is the guy they're going to go for, uh, this makes me excited and, and it g- makes me hopeful for the future. And, and we'll see where this goes, and it'll be very interesting to see um, how this transpires over the next uh, few weeks. I want to thank our buddy Rich Mancuso. Check him out over at New York Sports Day. Rich does some really, really good work. Uh, of course, you can check me out on Twitter at Mike Silva Media. Check out Rich out on Twitter at Ring786. Of course, you can check out the show all the time at MetsamorizedOnline.com. Check it out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, pretty much whatever podcasting service you desire, including the grueling truth, part of the iHeartMedia Network. I'm your host, Mike Silva. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll be back next week. Take care. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. 
Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.